Hello, thank you for being here. Welcome back to Dragon Buds, the Dragon Ball podcast by Mangaki no Sukai. I'm your host, Jesse. And today, as always, I'm joined by a man who makes me look incredibly short if he stands behind me, my friend Adam. Hello. Oh, hello. Hello, it's me, tall, tallest man in the world. <laughs> How's the weather up there? That's so good. That That's a classic. How's, how's the weather up there in Puerto Rico? Ah, I'm south of you. <laughs> uh, well, hey, how about the to the west of us? He lives in a city out west, the founder of Capsule Corp, Evan. Hello. Yo, what's up? I am the whitest man on earth. Let's go. <laughs> Evan to the motherfucking briefs. That's, That's what they I'm call me. About. That's what they fucking call me, man. Hello, everybody. So, as always, I like to have a little bit of a Dragon Ball pick your favorites kind of opening segment. Today, my question for you guys is, who are your favorite Dragon Ball villains, movie included, and like underling villain as well? So main villain, underling villain. What do you count as an underling villain? Like literally anyone who's not the main villain. So like Ginyu Force would be an underling. Yeah, totally. Okay. Okay. Let's start with Evan though. Um, if we're talking about like when Goku was a child, I feel like Cow Pie Pie is a good choice. Uh, for like, it's a great choice. That's like, a good choice. <laughs> Cow Pie Pie was really cool. He's one of the few things I like vividly remember from Dragon Ball. Um, another is what we're actually going to be reading. Jesse, last time we talked, I think we talked about this. Where one of the only things I remember is them going into a cave, and we're going to get that. So that was a nice oh. little surprise for me. <laughs> Okay, very cool. I guess we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, Tao Pai Pai is on my list as well. Oh, nice. For like, for like underling, I would classify his him as. I guess. How about you, Adam? Uh Vegeta. Does he count? <laughs> He's on my list, brother. Let's, Let's go. go. <laughs> uh, Vegeta. Of he counts. Yeah, I'd count him. Uh, but if we're gonna, I, I mean, him. I Broly is probably really high up there for me. Um, I, nice. cool. I as a kid I loved. I always liked Broly. As a kid I loved Cooler. Uh, oh man, yes, I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, Cooler was always just very like way cooler. No pun intended. Uh, Frieza, you know. No pun the... intended. Come on. What genius. was the uh? What was the blue android from the movies? Um, android thirteen. Yeah. Thirteen. Yep. Yeah, that he was always a cool one too. That was a cool movie. Yeah, I I don't, I don't know. know. I don't. I don't really like that movie. It, it's pretty <laughs> not, e- not anymore. <laughs> it's pretty mm. tough to actually just pick one, and I feel like Vegeta's a cop out answer, but that's probably my pick. Uh, I mean, shit, it's on my it's on my list. I mean that that makes it super legit. Underling is kind of <laughs> tough. Underling's kind of tough because they're not as memorable. Um, I really thought Zarbon was cool. Zarbon, okay, yeah, I, li- I like Zarbon. That's cool. I was gonna say like maybe Raditz or Nappa. Uh, yeah, how about Raditz? That man is such an important character to the story, mm-hmm. and he just fucking comes and goes. Man. I know. <laughs> so interesting. You really uh, think they would have put him in anything else with how many? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Especially just because of who he is. That's what I'm saying. It's like, 
This man is Goku's brother who's telling him he's an alien. And he's gone in, like, five chapters. <laughs> it's fucking wild. I also really like Janemba. Uh, yes! Janemba's probably my favorite movie villain. Uh, and then, also, I think I'm going to change my underling to uh, Jason Birder. Uh, just because uh, I always fucking loved them as a kid, and they had that tandem power where they like just turned into moving colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were super fast. Right, and then they got fucking dabbed on by Goku. He showed <laughs> yeah, up in his supreme drip and fucking just dabbed on him. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, since you guys took all my answers, I guess I'll just give a shout-out to... Uh, Majin Buu, like the fat one, when he's a mm, villain, mm. because I mean, not to get too far ahead, but he comes after Cell, and goddamn, they could not be any different from each other. So. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, as a kid, I, Cell is probably up there for me as well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that's probably a, a, the answer for a lot of people. I think if you ask a lot of Dragon Ball fans, they'll probably tell you Cell is one of their favorite villains of all time. I'm going to give Cell the best transformation in the anime into perfect Cell. It's like completely fucking over the top, dude. I, I'll send you guys a video. <laughs> I'll put it out on I'll put it out on Twitter. Let's go. Pod. Check it out. Check Follow out it. check out the Twitter. Jesse does fantastic work. Absolutely oh, so great A work that nobody is appreciating. Please check out the Twitter. Give Jesse that that follow that he deserves. Give the pod the follow we deserve. Yeah, these guys can do the, can do the tweets as well. But no, no, I no. Do such a great job. Right, it would just pale in comparison. Exactly, I'd be embarrassed to put out a tweet next to one of your tweets. It would feel so weird, and you'd be able to tell. Right, people would be coming like, out with these fire tweets, and it's like, ooh, what's this stinker? Right, people would see that and be like, oh, they get a new intern or something. What, what the fuck is this? Yeah, start getting <laughs> ratioed. Yeah, <laughs> start seriously. <laughs> get fucking ratioed by like Hasanabe or some shit. All right, so fuck all this Dragon Ball Z talk with Janemba and Raditz and aliens. Let's go over to the West City, shall we, guys? Chapter sixty-eight. We're talking about. This week, it's 68 through 80. General Blue Saga, as some people like to call it, but mm. eh, I don't want to get too specific there. But it's all part of the Red uh, Ribbon arc, yeah. It sh sure is. Yeah, it's like a sub -arc. Next time, we're going to be covering uh, 81 through 96. It's going to be fucking awesome. I I'm can't wait. I'm actually really looking forward, because I've, I've never read past this point, so that'll be fun. I mean, I have watched the anime when I was a kid, but I really don't really I don't remember a lot of things past uh when they first meet um I'm gonna butcher her name. I don't even remember it. Fucking uh, I'm gonna say Bobbity, but that's definitely not the right answer. Uh, <laughs> oh Baba. Yeah, Baba, thank you. Baba. I when they first meet her, that's like the last bit of Dragon Ball I can remember from Ooh. when I was a kid. Ooh. That is such a good part. That is such that's a good one of part. my favorite <laughs> stuff. That that's some good stuff right there. Bobbity is uh, in Z, right? That's the person that made Boo. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Which is okay. why I knew for a fact when I said it, it wasn't right, but I knew it was something close to that, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's actually part of the Red Ribbon arc too. And um, like I said, next week is gonna be a fucking amazing chunk of chapters. The Baba stuff is gonna be awesome. However, I'll say at the top, 
the chunk of chapters we're talking about today, not my favorite, guys. Um, I think the artwork had a lot of really cool-looking moments, mm -hmm. but the story of this little chunk, hmm. It's a bit really odd. It's a bit odd. I felt like a lot of the things that happened in this, I was like, look, I know this is, like, goofy, and, like, it's not super serious but like i was like how the fuck does any of this make? like I, when we get to it i'll bring it up i was like well, i don't fucking understand what yeah. the hell's going on i actually not for nothing i was dreading reading this because i know i don't like the this this little arc we, we went through i actually really enjoyed it and i wanted to keep reading afterwards as did okay. i Same. okay all right i have i right. haven't really like um felt that way too strongly right uh, with with dragon ball so far part a lot I I have because um the format of this sh this uh manga is so like episodic and yeah it gets through its arcs pretty quickly that I kind of I do want to read through it but like I just I had so much fun reading this that I just like didn't want to put it down. Yeah, I like I like I told you I accidentally went into the next <laughs> chapter because yeah. I was like I was legitimately just enjoying reading it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well that makes me super happy then. Yeah, yeah. Well then, you guys just fucking buckle into your to your quinto one because we're not <laughs> even close to the best parts. I would fall um, right through that quinto. Are you kidding me? Mm -mm. Uh, what what other? Uh, yeah, hell yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, one other general topic to bring up at the top though is that last time it was Goku with completely new characters, you know, going through Muscle Tower. In this arc, we get the return of. Roshi and Krillin and Lunch and Bulma. So was that fun for you guys to have them back? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, uh, I, you know, everyone loves Krillin, I think. And uh, it's always nice <laughs> to have Bulma uh, being a straight up pervert. So. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's, it's nice to have the gang back together. I mean, I know they weren't gone for too long, but it is very weird seeing Goku without everybody else. You know? Right. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right, so cool. Let's let's get into the chapters now. Chapter 68. This one came out on April 1st, 1987. Uh, April Fools! It came out in 1986, you son of a bitch. Ah, you had me. You got me. <laughs> I totally was fell for that. I, I believed you in everything. <laughs> I knew so it. So on, on page three, we see Goku sticking out like a sore thumb in the city, and we get to see what a Dragon Ball Toriyama City actually looks like, which is a very cool look, uh, kind of Star Wars esque. In fact, I think this building right here looks like R two D two. But you know, I was thinking, okay, it looks <laughs> oh, like yeah, Dragon this Ball one right Z here. Fan, yeah, any Dragon Ball Z fan knows what a city looks like in Dragon Ball, but this is actually the first time we're seeing one in the manga. So, uh, and like I said, Goku just just really sticks out here like a fish out of water, like a country like getting, bumpkin. <laughs> yeah, he's getting kicked out of taxis and shit because he doesn't have money. He doesn't even know where he's going. <laughs> um, and there's a scene where he comes across a street performer who's offering 100,000 zenny if he can beat him in a fight. And of course, it, they don't take Goku seriously, but, you know, Goku smacks him around a little bit and gets the guy to admit defeat by smashing a hole in the brick wall. So the guy just gives him uh, the money, but then he's walking around just all this money out and about. He tries to get he almost gets jumped by these goons. Uh, but the gag here is that, you know, Goku beats the one guy up, and then the other guy trying to rob Goku is like, oh, you should go find the police and ask them for 
help. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty good one there. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, funny. So he actually uh, he finds a random girl to point out a policeman. And when she does, he just gives her all the 100,000 zenny. So uh, that came and went as quickly as Raditz, as we were just talking. Nice. Uh, so Goku draws a picture of Bulma for the policeman. And I think it's pretty accurate, guys. I don't know about you, but kind of looks just like her. Um, it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> a, a weird little detail. Weird little detail here is that the policeman uses his PDA and he finds that there's three girls named Bulma. Uh, I don't know why Toriyama included that. It seems like it would be a pretty pretty special name, you know? There's three girls out there named Bloomers. Like, that's kind of weird, but okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the policeman is surprised that Bulma is the daughter of the president of Capsule Corp. So we haven't, we haven't learned that yet. So the officer takes him over to their building. And in the next chapter, chapter 69. Nice. Oh, it only happens once, baby. Need I say more? You no, sir. No, that. sir. That's it. We just go to chapter 70 now. Don't even need to summarize <laughs> the fucking chapter. Got everything uh, we so... need right from the number, baby. <laughs> Bulma comes home and they start 69. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, she, she ditched school for the day and she's happy to see Goku again. And she says it'll be no problem to fix the radar. That's why he's here, right? The radar was broken from our last read-through. Uh, and the officer asks if maybe she can fix his scooter as well. So we see inside of Capsule Corp. And this is a pretty iconic location. It's just a big dome building. Uh, but it, it comes up a lot in the series. And, you know, inside there's a robotic maid and there's an indoor garden that's so big that there's dinosaurs walking around with cats and dogs. So classic, you know, Dragon Ball world stuff here. And we see an old scientist smoking a cigarette, always smoking a cigarette, with a black cat riding on his shoulder. Yeah. Always. I love on, on uh, I was actually going to say, when I was reading it and I got to this, I was like, oh, I fucking love that cat. I love the fucking <laughs> cat. And then the fucking... Uh, the uh, translator note even says Dr. Brief's cat is the most awesome thing ever and I was like yes, yes. it is I fucking agree Facts, I love man. that cat god damn <laughs> absolutely it's adorable so, uh, it is yes this is Bulma's father his name is Dr. Brief uh, there's actually not an S at the end there pretty uh, wild and... that oh go ahead sorry I didn't want to cut you off there oh no it's okay I, I just wanted to say that um, it's actually not his last name uh, his oh. name is Doc, Dr. Brief. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, know Bulma as Bulma Briefs, but it's not their last name. And uh, I don't want to say when, but at some point in the series, there is mention of the fact that, you know, some characters have a last name when it's like an absolutely not common thing in the Dragon Ball world. So there actually is mention of that. Uh, All right, so Briefs his first name? That. Yeah, his name is just Dr. Brief. Oh, yep. oh, I always fucking thought it was his last name, and I was like, I can't believe they named their son Trunks Briefs. That's so fucking weird. <laughs> right. Yeah, but, it, yep, nope, it's just uh, Brief. And then, in fact, we'll also meet uh, Bulma's mother. Um, Oof, what a looker. The, the what a looker, one, though, yeah. Mrs. Brief. <laughs> that's, about, 
That's about all she is, though. She's a little ditzy. She's a bit ditzy. Uh, She's a bit ditzy. She doesn't. She doesn't even have a name. Like even in the guidebooks, they just call her Bulma's mom. That's uh, fucked up. But eventually, Toriyama named her uh, Panchi, which would be like Panty. Nice. So let's go, classic. Toriyama. <laughs> well, I think we we, I, you know, when I first saw her, I was like, yo. Doctor, Doctor Briefs, my man. He he laid down the Mac. He picked up a hottie. Good for him. And then hey, I, Doctor Briefs, a handsome guy. He's just old though, you know. He's like an old man. But uh, well, he's also got that them Buku books. Well, yeah, I didn't want to paint Bulma's mom as a gold digger, Evan. So, you know, just wanted to try and be a little bit more respectful. But uh, oh, I'm sorry for disrespecting <laughs> fucking panties, <laughs> fucking panchy. <laughs> I was gonna say a woman with no name. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, and then I was gonna say I I was like, yo, Doctor Briefs is macking, and I was like, nah, he's just a perv. He's just straight up fucking pervert, as we will oh. soon find out. Who mm-hmm. would have guessed an old man in Dragon Ball is a pervert? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, so when Bulma introduces Doctor Brief to uh, Goku. He's like, oh, you look much older than 12 because he's talking to the fucking policeman. So, yeah. Guy, so. The guy's smart, but maybe not that smart. <laughs> um, All so books smart. Cuts, cuts back real quick. We see that the Red Ribbon Army has received a picture of Goku, so they know what their enemy looks like now. And Red, you know, flips out, orders him dead. Classic bad guy shit. Then we go back to Bulma's room. And again, there's an R2D2 like trash can on the floor. So, huh, uh, here's the fun little here's the fun little fact. Actually, I didn't have this written in my notes. Toriyama's very first submission into Weekly Shonen Jump was a spoof of Star Wars, and it was a spoof so much of Star Wars that they couldn't publish it. So he had to he got rejected, which is a, a big inside joke of Toriyama always getting rejected by his editor. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, he's a big Star Wars fan. <laughs> uh, unlike us, we fucking hate Star Wars on this podcast. We do shit Actually, on it. Actually, I was gonna <laughs> say, I was gonna say that I I believe Toriyama's a big Star Wars fan because actually that's more similar <laughs> to like an R five astromech droid that Uncle Ben buys and then it's broken in the first one. So I remember. I remember. In episode four. <laughs> So yeah, I can see that. Yeah, Damn spoken it. like a true, spoken like a true hater, Evan. <laughs> spoken like so, a true, well, actually, me, God, Evan. Yeah, I tried. Living meme. So uh, they're chilling out in the room. You know, she's fixing the uh, the radar, and she's just like, "Shit, man, there's no school tomorrow. I'm coming along with you for the rest of the adventure," uh, even though she has no idea about the Red Ribbon Army. So. She's made quite the mistake here, but uh, she has a solution for not being able to ride on the cloud. The micro band, a wristband that shrinks anyone down to pocket size. And of course, as she's demonstrating this and she's very tiny, her mother walks in to the room and steps on her. Like we've already mentioned, uh, her mom is best girl of the series, and she's also kind of an idiot. So she's a real character. She's a piece of work. She's a real catch. <laughs> Go for Dr. Briefs. So Bulma's like, I need to get the fuck away from my goddamn family. 
and uh, she takes off. She grabs a case of capsules off of her father's desks, uh, or, or her father's desk, and the two head off with Mini Bulma riding in Goku's shirt. And she has made a big mistake with the capsules as well. Next can chapter. I do, can I yes, just say, can. I really enjoy how Dr. Brief just seems to not care what Bulma does. Just let her do whatever the fuck she wants to do because she's <laughs> a genius, I guess. I, I really enjoy that aspect of him. Uh, her parents are great. How are you going to force a kid to go to school who invented a fucking machine that shrinks people? I mean, exactly. does she need exactly. school? She fucking made that. I mean, I, I don't know. Did I, I, did Einstein go to school? I don't think so. Did he? Did he not go to school? <laughs> no, he, I, he, he did. Oh. Yeah, he did. Oh, good for him. Big up. You, know you know who else didn't go to college? LeBron James. LeBron James. He didn't. He went she right went... from high school to the NBA because he's a genius. Right to La Liga. La Liga. You know that's a Michael Scott quote, of course. Of course. Um. <laughs> so, next chapter starts off. We see uh, Red and Black looking at their radar. They see that Goku is headed towards General Blue's location. And we see Blue on the bottom of page three. This is his reveal. Uh, he kind of he looks like a Nazi, right? Kind Pretty of. Sure. Yeah, that's. I think that's what he's going for. Yeah. Um, and as we all know, Nazis are bad. That's true. So, generally speaking, I think most people tell you Nazis are bad. Probably depends. I would on who say you yes. Yeah. Used to, I would say used yeah. to be all people would say yes, but nowadays, like... yeah, certain groups of people might tell you Nazis aren't so bad. Don't listen to those people. <laughs> you remember when yeah. Wolfenstein came out and people were like, "Oh my oh, god, I know. video games are so political now." It's like, bruh. Do you know how old that what? series is, bro? You, do you understand how old that series is, my guy? It's like literally the first first-person shooter. <laughs> it's like, come on exists. now. What are we doing? But even, even, even with that. Even with that. Series. Even if someone made a fucking game about killing Nazis in the year 2021, if someone goes, oh, games are so political nowadays, that, <laughs> that is just fucking, that blows my mind. <laughs> where's the 1950s far-right representation, dude? Yeah, where's yeah. my game about killing communists during the Red Scare? Where's that game at? Hot, uh, naughty dog, huh? <laughs> I, I just wish games were like Bioshock again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, we see General Blue. He's flipping out because they haven't gotten the Dragon Ball yet, as one does. And then a crew member says it's at the bottom of the ocean. And then General Blue just has somebody executed just for picking their nose. Yeah. That's a good one. I, when that did. happened, I was like, they were like, he says, like, oh, what a nice sound. And I was like, a nice sound. And then the translator note says, gunshot. And I was like, oh, God, he actually fucking executed that guy. <laughs> yeah. What a nice sound. <laughs> so they get word that Goku is headed to them. And when Goku and Bulma realize that the Dragon Ball's in the ocean, they head to a nearby island, and Goku offers to swim down there. But Bulma says, that's primitive. I got capsules, baby. And she opens up the capsules, and it's actually filled with a bunch of her father's porno. And her fucking reaction on page 8 is so funny, dude. So much so that I was... I was like pre, you know, proofreading over my notes, 
and I, I was like, oh, page eight is funny. Let's see what it is. And I looked at it, and I started cracking up. <laughs> so, fucking awesome reaction there. Um, so, uh, yeah, that fucking sucks for her, obviously. So Goku decides, well, I guess I got to go down there then. And he gets naked, as one does when, when Goku goes swimming. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just he strips hold- down and hops on Kinto. <laughs> no shame. <laughs> so, um, God, I wish I had that confidence. <laughs> he can't hold his breath long enough, so he goes to come back to Bulma, and then we get this like totally worthless scene of Bulma getting chased by these pilots who like want to fuck her, I guess. And she's yeah. Like, oh, like, oh, you. You want to do something that like can't be shown in shown in manga? Huh? <laughs> yeah. They ch- they chase her down and like shoot at her and stuff. So, whatever she she calls for help and Goku fucking kills these guys. See you he later. He murders them, murders <laughs> them. Uh, so Goku says they should head back to oh, Kamehameha's like, house. Kill them, huh? <laughs> Even Bulma yeah. says it. So at the end, she's like. You didn't have to do that much, did you? They were just perverts. <laughs> he just ignores it, too. He's like, yeah, I got an idea. Let's go to Master Roshi's yeah. house. He's like, just ignore <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, nothing nothing perverted will happen over at Master Roshi's house, right, guys? No. Seriously. I what would... are they, What is Toriyama trying to say? That those two can't get away with it, but Roshi can? Is this fucking might means right or some shit? <laughs> so... The next chapter, they head on over there. They're at the Kame house. And Muten Roshi says they can borrow the submarine if he gets the microband in return. Bet nothing perverted's gonna happen with that thing, right guys? Yeah, probably not. So <laughs> they uh they have to wait though for who did in and lunch to get back with the submarine. Uh which we find out will also double as like a fucking fucking hovercraft. So that's kind of a pretty cool submarine. Uh, goes over, cuts to you know the Red Ribbon Army. Black points out that Goku must have allies like a genius scientist because of how advanced his radar is. And they're probably at the base right now. So they order Blue to go to Goku's location. And then there is the worst scene. And I say the worst scene because it probably is the worst scene in the whole series. Uh, this is the gag of Roshi using the microband to watch Bulma take a take a fat piss and shit. I guess, dude. And, I gotta uh, say, I I knew this was coming as soon as he asked for it, <laughs> and I was I did not think that this that it was actually gonna happen. So when I was reading this, I was in abject horror, like as it was <laughs> unfolding in front of my eyes. But continue, sorry. Yeah, no, I just like I really don't know what the what was your plan, man? You want to see your butthole as it as it poops shit out? I don't I don't know. He called Yeah, Roshi's Roshi's kind That's of a exactly freak. It. Yeah, I feel like Roshi was would totally be into wet works or some shit, so <laughs> So, hey, what happens to perverts, guys? Roshi gets flushed down the fucking toilet. Please don't let your children didn't... listen to this podcast. <laughs> And he didn't it's get to see. It's a bit too late. <laughs> I do uh, like. I do like that. That like drive around when have this plane with the kids <laughs> in the car. I do Fucking like. Turn that shit off. Come on, people. 
I do like that he uh, slipped and fell into the toilet. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't get to see nothing, and he gets flushed on down there. So, uh, legitimately, though, the worst gag in Dragon Ball. <laughs> Pretty bad. Potentially. So, got a lot of Krillin Dragon Ball lunch. left, so. <laughs> Krillin and Lunch return, and uh, Goku explains to Krillin what's been going on and everything, and he mentions this pirate treasure called the One Piece, and Krillin says he's going to help them find it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> So the three of them head off, uh, but Bulma quickly realizes that she left the two Dragon Balls that they had at Kame House, and one of Blue's men sees the hovercraft headed to Blue's direction, uh, and then he arrives at the island to find the quote-unquote old man scientist that they mistake, you know, Roshi for. Hmm. Next chapter, 72. We find out Blue's taking half of his group to follow Goku, and the other half is going over to the Kame house. And uh, the crew seems to be right above the Dragon Ball, so Goku gets into this scuba gear, and it's a very, you know, fun, cute look for Goku. I was going to say, Goku's really cute in this chapter. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So he is looking at the radar... And uh, they figure out how to get into a cave down there. They can, like, kind of see the layout of the land on the radar. Uh, Whatever. (laughs) Whatever works for the situation. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, So the whole fleet from the end of Star Wars Episode Nine shows up at Kame House. You know what I I mean, Evan? And uh, you know what I mean, right, Evan? When all the Avengers show up. The only interesting thing about that entire movie... Of course. Yeah, mean, I know what you're saying. You mean when, <laughs> you mean when Ray when Ray says I am Iron Man? I think <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. For real, the 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 the, the space battle above that planet was like the only interesting thing about that movie to me. Yeah, the whole planet was a really cool setting. Um, so Blue and his crew are in a big submarine, and they are approaching Goku's location. And they open fire on their sub, and it's, like, right as they get into the cave, though. So they just pretty much get out of there. And Goku wonders if it could be the Red Ribbon Army, which is the first time Krillin and Bulma are hearing about this. And that freaks them out because everybody in the world knows that's that's the biggest bad guys in the world so far, you know? Uh, so Blue follows them into the cave. And he gives the snipers the death penalty because they fucking missed the crew. So that's a good one. And uh, the chapter ends with the other group arriving at the Kame house. How the fuck does the Red Rimbed Army have any dudes if every time they miss a shot, they get killed? Because it happens <laughs> yeah. all the time. It's like stormtroopers, <laughs> bro. They just, they just fucking make them in a lab or some shit. <laughs> so... You know, Roshi has heard of the Red Ribbon Army before because, of course, they're the biggest bad guys in the world at this time. Is there like no other said. army? Like, is like, is there like a world government that has an an army or something in this world? Or no? I don't know. I don't know. I wonder. I don't if think we'll ever so. Find out about the uh, where's, government of the world? Where's the blue the planet Ribbon is army? riddled with warlords. That what do you is. Guys think. Will we ever find out about the government of the Dragon Ball world? I'm honestly thinking about it. I want to say no. I I don't think 
any kind of government really gets mentioned. I know there's a police force. Right. Um, is there like a president? <laughs> uh, is there like a president or a king of the world or something? Yeah, Mr. Satan. <laughs> Fuck yeah. He's king of the world, baby. Not my president, brother. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good impression. It sounded just like him. So, um, Roshi fucking kicks the shit out of these Red Ribbon dudes, and it's pretty great. And um, I wanted to give a shout-out to page seven. It's a really good... It's just a good page overall, but there's a really cool panel of him, you know, catching a bunch of bullets. And yeah. that, was a, that was a great page I, I, there. I, I, right before this page, too, I was like, just shoot him. He's fucking fighting someone. You got, like, three guns pointed. <laughs> just shoot him. And then he did that, and I was like, oh, okay, never mind. You're fucked. You're fucked. You can catch your bullets. <laughs> Honestly, the coolest Roshi moment, maybe ever. Just I know guns mean nothing in Dragon Ball, but just I don't know something about catch, catching bullets and kung fu and shit. That's really Hell cool. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was really cool. Especially, I mean, he's immortal, but he's still a human, so it's pretty impressive. Yeah, dog. Gotta then we get it. something. Then we get something even cooler than catching bullets because this goon holds up lunch. And then the turtle uses a palm leaf to brush her nose so she can sneeze into the evil lunch. And then she uh, starts starts firing back. That's pretty much as cool as catching bullets, I would say. What, what do you guys think? <laughs> yeah, that's up there. I, I like no, when she fucking, said, motherfucker, and then punched the guy. <laughs> I was going to say, cross I, I, off I, gut. I wrote here, I, I love her line, Jesus Christ, I can't believe these bastards because it reminded me of Shin. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Fucker! <laughs> Fucker! Fuck yeah. He's dude. just like stomping his kidneys. On, he's already dead, basically. <laughs> Fucker! <laughs> Shipper brains, maggot! Oh my god. Uh, another funny thing here is after Roshi beats everybody up, he tells the one remaining goon to clean up the mess. Yeah, that yeah, that was funny. Uh, meanwhile, Goku reaches an air pocket in the cave, and uh, oh, I guess here they ditched the submarine. I guess I said they they ditched it before, but um, Blue gets a radio call telling him that everybody was defeated at the Kame House, and he says he'll just have to handle it himself. Moving on to the next one, <laughs> I wrote here in my, uh, this is chapter 74, I wrote in my notes, it's really dark in this cave until Goku finds the button that turns off the screen tone. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's funny. That was funny. That was really <laughs> funny, Jesse. So uh, he scares Bulma by wearing a skull over, over his head as a mask, and Bulma's yell tips off Blue's team to their location. And then they come across this this thing that I'm calling booby trap lane. It's just this big, obvious trap. But Krillin is like, oh, there's nothing wrong. And they're like, are you sure, dude? He's like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Like, what the fuck is that about? I, don't, I didn't get that at all. I, uh, I don't understand any of this fucking cave at all. This cave doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't. It, thank you for... I'm glad somebody else brought this up. This is so what I wanted to talk too. about. This is what I wanted. I, like, this cave. What is this cave? Yeah. yeah, of course. Well, I guess it's like, this is like, you know, 
that it leads to the pirate's cove or whatever. So this sure. is a trap. Sure. But this lo- like this looks so it looks like But why is know, the pirate like li- dead? Did he die in his own traps? Oh right, yeah, because this is uh Gold D. Rogers, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well okay, on page five they show yeah. you the dead right. pirate and he doesn't even he's not even at the booby trap thing yet, but I would assume he's the one that set it up or his goon squad set it up. Right. Also, also. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> aren't they like five hundred feet underwater? That's a shit? right. How did the Dragon Ball end up where it ended up? Because it's not even like it got into this cave and then it went even further down into a different part of the cave. Like, I, it, how did that work? Like, the Dragon Balls just fly off. Shouldn't they have just been in the ocean? Honestly, I, 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 I buy that the Dragon Ball flew off into this this cave more than the cave itself <laughs> because like at least that's like oh magic it disappears we gotta find it whatever sure this sure, sure. Like, no a bunch of like fucking pirate golden age of pirate pirates made like an underground cave i don't know like a high like tech a... like and you like not just not just a cave, Evan, with booby traps. It's electric. It's There's a whole fucking city. It's a whole city. Is like buildings in there and like a, a port for their sh- their like modern, not submarine. Sh- uh, maybe it's a submarine, but it doesn't look like one ship. It, They're fucking you know, robot. It, it looks exactly like the secret little city in that um in the fucking level of Super Mario sixty four. Where the water goes up and down, yes. and you have it all the way up. You can swim down to the secret city. Oh, it looks yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. like the pirate. Color. <laughs> <laughs> even the colors, because we get it, we get that colored chapter. It's like the, even the colors are the same thing. So um, you heard you heard it here. Go, uh, Goku inspired Mario. Let's go. Hey, and I, even I his jump, to... bro. Even his jump inspired Mario. Even look, his long jump. Look at page nine. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say that is the worst level of Super Mario 64. <laughs> is that the worst level? Well, uh, wet, wet so. dry world, it's called, and I don't think it is. I think you're wrong. But... What's the What's the one fucked up world? Oh my god, where it's just like a fucking. Uh, it looks like a pinball machine, but it's like sh- going up and down. Um, oh wait, up. are you talking about Sunshine? No. Yeah. I think oh, you're thinking of I'm thinking of Sunshine. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah that's the, with the, the pachinko. pachinko thing. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't play a lot of 64, so. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, let's get that. Let's get to this fucking stupid cave. It, it's obviously like Krillin steps on a button and a spear goes flying across the hall, which is obviously what the fuck would happen in this room. Uh, so of Goku course. takes a running start. He hits. He hits Z and A, like Adam was saying. He does the <laughs> long jump, and he gets over the whole trap. Krillin tries to do the same thing, but he smacks into the ceiling. And Impressive. Might fuck this. Might fuck this whole thing up. <laughs> might yeah. fuck this whole but, uh, thing up. <laughs> but he's okay. Goku. Goku saves him, and then uh, Goku tells Bulma to jump over. <laughs> and she she he's pulls like, a sh- fucking idiot. She pulls a straight up uh, tiny dinky daffy and gets fucking pancaked by a, a drunk dump truck driver. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm impressed. I would not have been able to say those words. <laughs> jumble them up. <laughs> so, Please, season uh, two when? Oh my god, I'll sign up for Netflix. Are you listening, Netflix? I know you are. Also, I'll re-sign up for you. Uh, so he extends <laughs> he extends the Nyoibo and carries her across. Uh, meanwhile, Blue sends out all of his men on the offensive. 
only to hear screams come from down the hall. And then on page 14, we see all of them just speared against the wall. Every single person ran in, even though one guy died, they just kept running in one after another. They all got dead. Uh, except, <laughs> I guess the gag here, the gag here is like a dead guy is like, oh, we all fell for it. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I like that he's even got his, he's got the whole like, <laughs> hand behind his head thing going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like, pretty good um and then uh yeah it's a good blue bit. blue blue is like oh there must be some kind of secret passage and he just finds a button on the wall and fucking goes through the secret passage i'll be honest Whatever. with you blue is a bit more <laughs> impressive than i give him credit for it I, I i know a lot of this is like gaggy stuff but like mm-hmm. he, he's pretty intelligent he's like okay there's a there's a switch right and he's just like yep this is it <laughs> Blue may be the first actually competent villain we've seen so far. Right. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I think uh, a lot of the people in the Red Ribbon Army, maybe not the Muscle Tower guys, but... Uh, no, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> the, re- the rest of these folks are, are doing just fine. They're the biggest bads yet! Uh, biggest bad. So, uh, chapter ends with them arriving in the Pirate Cove. Next chapter, we get a nice, beautiful new volume art of Tau Pai Pai, everybody's favorite. And uh, you guys know who this cat is, right? Corin, dog. Yeah, of course. All right, okay. Yeah. It is actually Corin, but um, it is Corin in the, in the English dub. I don't know why. Fuck me. I, I think because... Uh, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they thought it was like Karen or something. They didn't want to call him Karen. But That's I weird. <laughs> I don't know why it went from car into Corin, but it's spelled with an O or it's spelled with an A. It's spelled with an A in Japanese. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, these two fuckers are awesome characters, so I'm very much looking forward to seeing them soon. Yeah, I like uh, Al Pai Pai a lot. I don't really know much about Corin. Cool, uh, mm, besides, mm, he's just he's like pretty... he, he has the tower and he's friends with Yajirobe. That's and he's got the sensor. Yeah. Beats. Right, that's, yeah, that's his big thing, but he does a bit more than that, so I'm excited for us to get to him. Uh, We also get a nice, you know, title page in color on page six, and we get some full color for a little bit. Um, So Bulma says this massive submarine had to have been from before capsules, or BC in the Dragon World, and uh, there's got to be another exit (laughs) out of the case. Thank you. Uh, hmm. Okay. What do you think? Stupid logic? Reaching. I think it's a bit. I think it's reaching. I also think the <laughs> fact that this submarine is a relic or an older thing is yeah, uh, no. a bit fucking ridiculous because it doesn't. I mean, it looks like it's older because it's <laughs> rusted and dirty and hasn't been used. But I don't know if th- this looks like a pretty modern fucking sub- submarine that has a deck Absolutely. with a cannon on it. <laughs> yeah. I totally First agree. off, look at where they're at. They're in a deep underground submarine base. Like, nah, that's, what? that's a relic of the past, idiot. Come yeah. on. <laughs> it's been a few hundred years, dude. Yeah, that. Well, I guess they also do have flying cars and capsules and shit, so. <laughs> yeah, and dinosaurs, so I don't know how anything could be. A <laughs> could you imagine but... the next Jurassic World movie? 
it turns out <laughs> that it's the prequel to Dragon Ball. <laughs> Chris Pratt is Son Goku. <laughs> They've let the dinos out in the wild. But now, fuck, I don't know. I don't know where I it was. It was fucking movie yikes. sucked ass. Valiant effort. Cast, Jesus. Valiant effort. <laughs> so Blue's spying on them, and he says that he should let them find the treasure before killing them. How about that logic? That's pretty smart. That's a good idea. Yeah, sure. Okay, God. Uh, <laughs> uh, on page eight, we see Goku senses a strange presence and they get attacked by a robot xenomorph from Alien with a sword. <laughs> nice. Pretty pretty cool design. Obviously I, uh, inspired by the xenomorph. Uh, I, I remember this thing a lot because I played the Legacy of Goku on Game Boy Advance, and this was a boss in the game that was a little difficult. Oh. Nice. I don't know if you guys ever played nice. that, but uh, that I game, did. I didn't. I, I fucking I beat that game so many times. I loved that fucking game. Yeah, it, I know people love them. The only thing that sucked it was, I mean, I made they made more, but that one only went up to fucking the Frieza fight. Mm. Um. Yeah, I think they made three of them, right? They like, did. Yeah. But the third one wasn't really called that, right? It was just called, like, Boo's Fury or something. Right, yeah. I didn't play any of the other ones besides the first one, though. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Frieza, this is not the only Xenomorph reference we're going to get in Dragon Ball, if you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, So Goku and Krillin beat this thing up for a little bit, and I wanted to shout out Krillin Karate chopping the sword in half. Very badass moment from him. Um, Goku tells Krillin to take Bulma and find the Dragon Ball, and Blue chases those two. And Goku throws the robot into the water, only to be pulled in after him. Um, the fight isn't too crazy. It goes on for a couple pages. It's pretty much just, like, Goku gets out of the water and baits him out, and then he, like, he dives down into him and punches through him, pretty much. Um... Page 18 is where we see that. That's a really great-looking page, though. Um, like, the the fight's nothing crazy, but it, it looks really cool. Uh, like, mm. the artwork is, is done really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that explosion, though, from the robot, you know, uh, getting its life ended by Goku, it starts making the cave crumble. Uh, so everybody really, like, starts hurrying up. And Krillin draws an arrow on the floor to signal Goku, but Blue erases it and draws it the other way. Uh-oh. What could that mean? <laughs> Next chapter, <laughs> Bulma and Krillin hit a dead end, and they have to start swimming. So Blue follows them as well. And Goku makes it to his dead end, only to fall through a trap door. Leading on, uh, landing on an enormous octopus that wants to eat him. Is this who you were talking about, uh, Evan? Wait, when what? You were ta- when you were talking about the uh, enemies before, were you talking about this octopus? Or no, no, I don't. No, oh. no. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, when we were talking about the Dragon Ball villains before, who were you talking about? For some reason, I thought it was this guy. I said Cow Pie Pie. Oh, okay. So you meant, <laughs> I guess, when we see him on the artwork before? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. 
for some reason I thought you meant this fucking octopus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cow pie pie, uh, takoyaki, you know. Apparently apparently this this thing's name in the anime only they call him Octopapa. Uh, uh, I don't know. I guess that's the Japanese term too. I don't know. It's pretty uh, funny. One Piece name. had a better name for their octopus. <sighs> Just saying. <laughs> What is it? Ah, uh, Sudomi. Sudomi. Sudomi? Yeah, it's uh, like a Norse mythology name for the uh, the kraken that they run into. Hmm. Um, you know what I'm talking about, the kraken. I do. I think that's like right right towards the end of my reading. Yeah, um, they run into him right before Fishman Island. Mm-hmm. Um, so this octopus... Wants to eat Goku naturally, uh, and it you know it's kind of funny. Goku's like, "No, nah, I'm in a hurry, man. I gotta get out of here." But it starts slamming Goku around a little bit until our boy fires a Kamehameha right at his face. And uh, actually, the only time we've seen a Kamehameha, I think, this whole little chapter. So it's interesting. I just thought of that. Yeah, it's uh, the only one. So we cut to Krillin and Bulma surfacing and actually finding the pirate treasure. Holy shit. Oh, my God. And then Blue Blue finally makes his presence known and says that the treasure belongs to the Red Ribbon Army. Who would have thought uh, Krillin and Bulma would have been the first ones to laugh tail? Fucking wild. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Bulma starts climbing all over him, uh, all over General Blue, you know, saying that he's just her type. But Blue shoves away uh, Bulma, saying that girls are gross, and they gross him out. And then Bulma and uh, Krillin call this man gay. They use a Japanese slur. They use the word uh, okama. Our translator here decided to go with a uh, word that I believe is a bit more harsh than that. I won't say it here on the podcast. Uh, Don't endorse that word. But uh, yeah, it's actually not really that that nice of a thing to call people. And Blue says that he says, "Hey, don't don't fucking call people that." And he starts, you know, beating up Krillin, uh, beating off Krillin, uh, beating up Krillin. I mean, and uh, <laughs> but, uh, but so I, I wanted to uh, ask, I wanted to talk to you guys. Outside of this, I mean, we still have some more of General Blue, but um. Outside of them, like, calling him gay, did Blue come across as, like, a huge gay stereotype to you guys, or did he not really seem like that? Because I, I honestly feel like he is not, like, cartoonishly gay or anything, and you, I you, might, not even, you might not even notice unless they tell you, you know? Yeah, I, I didn't think so. Yeah, I don't think uh, Toriyama portrayed him in, like, any kind of gay or flamboyant way at all yeah I, he wasn't like stereotypically flam- like flamboyant or whatever i like thought at all. i thought his character trope was that he's just like a like a germaphobe a nazi uh, i thought well, he was yeah. a nazi <laughs> well yeah I, <laughs> that's all i was thinking about him but yeah i thought from the you know kill that guy for picking his nose that's that's gross thing i was like okay he's like fucking he's howie mandel like you got a fist bump right. him. you can't touch him right yeah, not yeah. It didn't make you think, "Wow, what an Okama!" Right? It, right, exactly. I was uh, like, "This guy's just doesn't like germs." <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that word, um, 
I was reading around about it a little bit. You know, I think it's like a pretty dated term. And um, there's actually this series called Dragon Ball SD. It's written by a woman who, um, Evan, you'll you'll know this. Do you remember that that uh, OVA that came out about Bardock getting sent back into time and he like goes Super Saiyan and stuff like that? Yeah, I uh, I I, uh, I do remember that. Yeah, she actually wrote that, and she started with uh, this series called Dragon Ball SD, and it's just like it's like an SD, you know, like character designs, and it's like a abridged version of Dragon Ball. And, um, but it's like super meta, like there's a bunch of meta jokes and stuff. Okay. And I know that, I know that in this scene, uh, Krillin says that word or whatever. And Bulma's like, Hey, you man, you shouldn't say that word anymore. Um, so yeah, you know, this came out in the, in the mid eighties. Um, so I just wanted to address that though. But, um, one, one other thing I wanted to talk about is, uh, I know that word gets used in one piece a lot with the certain, um, like race of people um so i just kind of wanted to pick your brain about it a little bit adam i think that like it's obviously i don't think used negatively the word like in one piece i especially don't think that like oda would get away with that nowadays you know what i mean yeah um if if it was negative i don't think it's ever been negative and i i feel like maybe it's one of those cases where like I don't know if this is like wrong to say, but like they own the word kind of, you know, like one of those situations. Right. Um, so I don't know. I don't know too much about the Okama people. Like I know the, the Okama way thing and stuff, but um, I didn't know if you had anything you wanted to add about it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I never really thought, I mean, I'm not gender fluid or anything, um, but uh, I never thought it came off as like a, like a mocking thing. I always thought Oda, actually made the okama seem really cool and uh obviously right. the king their 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 king slash queen uh iva i always thought they were awesome as a character and their like right hand person uh the the character that uses the scissor fruit but uh, i actually looked into it uh i like just like googled like are people upset that Oda would use Okama and like Okama way and like have a whole group of people that are transgender and, and cross-dressing. And uh, from what I've read online, and I don't want to generalize people because I'm sure there is probably some people that are not happy about it. But uh, a lot of people on Reddit, some people were like, Hey, uh, you know, for all the people that are transgender and fans of one piece, like, what do you guys think about this? And all, all the things I was reading, everyone was like, no, the Okamas are really cool. We all like the Okamas, but that doesn't mean everybody is okay with it. Right. Right. No, I get you. Um, yeah. So just a little thing that I figured we should touch on a little bit, talk about. Um, and yeah, like I said, like, I don't really think Toriyama throws blue under the bus as just a big gay stereotype either. So just something I wanted to talk a little bit about. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. The rest of, yeah. No, go ahead. All I was going to say was I, I just to reiterate, I don't think blue was painted in a uh, homosexual way at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I have a little more to say about that next, next week or next time, I guess, because we still see blue. Um, I just know that in the anime, they kind of play him up a little bit, actually in like a really, really terrible ways, actually, <laughs> um, that I'm glad are not from Toriyama's pen. Um, mm. 
No, oh, no. Oh, oh, in the but... anime they do. <laughs> yeah. In the anime, yeah. Oh, I just uh, remember him being British. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, know if that's in the Japanese, but also the uh, so this came out in the eighties, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, comedy was a bit different, right? Things were a little For bit. Sure, people yeah. were definitely a little bit more saying, okay yeah. with things. The Okama stuff came out like the 2008, 2009s, 2010s. Right. So like, I don't think I don't think it would have been acceptable for for Oda to get away with something if people were upset about. It. Like I think that wouldn't have flown, you know, at, at that totally. point. Mm. Totally. So I don't think a lot of people were actually upset about that. Nor do I think a lot of people are. But again, I don't want to, you know, generalize that because there might be people out there that are upset about it. Absolutely. Yeah, well, um, okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, so the the chapter's pretty much over at this point. Like, uh, you know, like I said, Blue starts beating up Krillin, and uh, we see Goku eating the octopus, which is hilarious. Uh, and he hears the battle and head towards the location, which is weird. I don't, I don't understand how he heard them. He has to, like, swim there. I don't understand <laughs> how he heard them, but okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, so the next chapter, Krillin actually manages to give Blue a nosebleed, which really pisses him off, and we get to see Blue's special power of like this, you know, psychic telepathic paralysis, and uh, he really gets the upper hand here. I was gonna say something, but I feel like uh, it'll get explained later. I, I just don't understand okay. his power. Or- they don't really explain it in the chapters we've read, so maybe in the next couple of chapters they'll explain. Um, I don't know if they will. It's just pretty much like I think if you maybe make eye contact with him, he can lock you in. But it's pretty much just like, you know, he par- he can paralyze you, I guess, with his uh with his with his gaze. Mm-hmm. Am I right? <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh yeah, and it wasn't even the gaze thing, it was the rope thing that I was more confused about yeah right 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 i'm willing to bet that the rope thing and the gaze thing are both like psychic ability the only thing that makes sense right 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 so yeah okay i'm i'm willing to put about that i'm willing to put money on the table toriyama had no idea what he was thinking (laughs) nope just like, hey, let's give this guy a uh, telepathic power. Right. We'll never see that again. Right. <laughs> right, right. I'll never have to explain <laughs> this. This guy ain't going to be in the series that long, whatever. Uh, so Bulma acts like an idiot trying to seduce him again, even though we just saw that this didn't work, you know, last chapter. Maybe Toriyama had to remind kids, new kids of this chapter, you know, that this guy doesn't like girls. Um, but Bulma's just an idiot. Uh that's true. He yells, he yells and scares her away, and he goes to smash Krillin's fucking skull in with a rock until Dude, Goku jumps out. Traumatizing. Right of time. Yeah, right? Like, god damn. That would have been awful. But Goku jumps out looking like Gohan jumping out of the, uh, the Saiyan pod thing. Nice. Uh, <laughs> longtime fans will get that one. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Um, Bulma tells Goku that the man is from the Red Ribbon Army, if that wasn't obvious. 
and uh, he hits him right in the raccoon soft spot. Nice. That's where he learns it. <laughs> uh, and he lands a few good hits on him, but ends up getting hit by Blue's paralyzing uh, powers as well. Next chapter, 78. Blue knocks down Goku, pulls a shotgun out of a capsule. Kind of hilarious. And like, who has time for this type of move? <laughs> but pulls the shotgun out of the capsule, demands Bulma, tells him where the Dragon Ball is. And even after she tells him where it is, he says he's still going to kill Goku. And Bulma cries about being murdered, even though she's so cute. To which Krillin gives her a huge side eye. That was a pretty funny panel. And uh, just yeah. as Blue goes to pull the trigger, a tiny mouse runs nearby and absolutely freaks out Blue. So Goku's broken free of the telekinesis there and sends Blue flying with the John Ken, the other trademark move. Uh, the cave is really falling apart. And Goku tells the other two to go on without him. He jumps into the little lake where the Dragon Ball is supposed to be. And he swims down there and he finds it and stuffs it in his shirt. And when he comes back out of the pond, he sees the mouse that saved his life. And so he stuffs it in his mouth, to which I fucking say, I love you, Goku. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Bulma and Krillin luckily find a submarine that works. So they just got to wait for Goku to get there. Next, chapter 79. I uh, just wanted to say I love uh, Goku running on page three. He's just like running. Everything looks good. And then he just gets smacked with a rock. <laughs> yeah, I honestly expected at that point like he accidentally swallows the mouse or something. <laughs> yeah, because the mouse's tail is just like sticking out there. <laughs> right. And then he runs right past them. I thought that was really funny. Too. <laughs> yeah. Just runs right past them in the submarine. They're like, get the fuck over here. So he gets in there and uh, things are going okay until the sub runs out of fuel. And Goku says, fuck it. Blast the Kamehameha. Okay, I forgot about that one. Blast the Kamehameha to propel them forward. And it knocks the top right off of the submarine. So good thing no one drowned or anything. Yeah, good thing uh, the, but... the pressure of being at the bottom of the ocean didn't kill anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but hey, man, it works. <laughs> Page ten, <laughs> we see them. We see them breaking out, and uh, Goku carries everyone away on the Kinto Uh And then Blue also surfaces, which is like Blue. How the fuck? Yeah. How? How? I know how? they made such a big stink about getting in this submarine to get out of this, and Blue is like, "Yeah, I'm fine. Whatever. Just <laughs> fucking fine." I'm telling you, he's a psychic. He's got telekinesis. So, yeah, that was that was a weird one. But uh, Bulma says that he's that she's happy to have such a great friend like Goku and Kudidin comments that she was literally about to leave him for dead. <laughs> um, so they steal a red ribbon helicopter and they head on back to Kame House. And Bulma managed to hide a giant diamond in her underwear and gives it to Krillin as payment for destroying Muten Roshi's submarine. And after all, she's already rich. So Krillin responds by smelling the diamond to see if it stinks or not, which, of course, Bulma freaks out about and is disgusting. Uh, <laughs> but I ask you, 
does this man have a fucking nose or what? <laughs> you don't have a nose. You can't smell him. <laughs> so, yeah, but goddamn. I feel like all of I feel like um the all the, like most of the pervy jokes are actually like done now. Like the uh the one of Roshi, you know, trying to watch her piss and shit. I feel like that's like the last big thing and like so in the next arc, you know, the story starts getting a bit more serious and then it just keeps getting more serious from there, I would say. So and then by the time we get to like Boo, the gags are like better and not so perv driven, you know. So mm-hmm. luckily I think we're we're out of the perv stuff with the uh with the smell of the fucking pussy diamond here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good God. So, That's my favorite fuck. movie too. Pussy Diamond. Pussy Diamond. <laughs> so this chapter ends. We see Blue is following them. Last chapter, chapter eighty, wrapping it up for today. Woo! Uh, as soon as they get back to Kame House, Blonde Lunch steals the diamond from Roshi and dips in the helicopter. And she smells L-O-L-L. it, and she's like, what the L-O-L-L. fuck? <laughs> this is rank. She's like, no wonder Krillin could smell this without a <laughs> Goddamn. Carol, your pH off? Your pH off? Jesus. Your pH levels the... are acidic as hell. What the fuck? <laughs> so fucking A, man. Blue shows up and he's eavesdrop he's eavesdropping until he decides to jump out and he ties everybody up with these ropes like we were just talking about. Uh, 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 real quick yes, it is it is telekinesis, but yeah, what do you what do you want? We're just gonna ignore the fact that he jumped out of a plane uh, like all the way up and just landed on his feet and like didn't fucking break his knees or like he's just <laughs> not like he's goku right i mean i feel like anybody else look how high up he was i mean look at page fucking Adam. he literally Adam. sees the curvature of the earth that's what i'm saying like look how fucking high up well he's a he's a, he's a you know psychic i guess so i guess uh i guess that's fine Adam, listen he is the biggest bad in the world at this point <laughs> i guess that's true he is. He's not lying. So, yeah, he fucking ties them up. And uh, he takes the Dragon Balls from inside the house. And he sets a bomb for five minutes. So that obviously freaks everybody the fuck out. And uh, Bulma and Roshi here make a, a last-ditch effort to join the Red Ribbon Army, which is awesome. Uh, but the Red Ribbon Army doesn't need women. That's an important detail. We'll see if that's true or not. Uh, so he takes off in the plane, and then Blue Hair Lunch comes back, and she unties Goku, who throws the bomb up into the sky right at the last second. Thank God nobody dies. I like and he jumps. Uh, I just wanted to say before we go past this scene, I like that when she comes back, they're like, "You gotta throw that bomb away," and she's like, "It's heavy, but I could probably carry it to the garbage." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Fucking stupid. No wonder Toriyama forgot about her. <laughs> <laughs> so, Goku jumps right onto Kintoun and he fucking takes off and he catches up with Blue right at the end of the chapter. That's where we're going to leave it for today. Guys, I ask you this. What's going to happen next? 
Well, I kind of know what happens next, accidentally. <laughs> oh, that's true. You literally just just saw, so... I at least know where they're going next. Yeah, we and we know Tau Pai Pai's coming up, right? Well, that I don't know, because uh, I, I didn't read it. But I know the name of the next chapter is called Penguin Village. Ooh, I wonder what could happen over there. Um... Well, you know, like always, I, I did say this was not my favorite chunk of chapters, probably my least favorite chunk of chapters in all honesty. But, of course, I did have fun talking about it with you guys. Did you guys have fun with this one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I really, I really enjoyed this chunk of chapters, Jess, I got to say. I, I hate Good. to disagree with you on this one, but I really enjoyed this. Yeah, I uh, was... No, honestly, I... I'm glad just because that makes me really excited for you to fucking love the next stuff. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. As I said, I've read up to this point about twice. This will be the third time. And uh, both times I was like, man, this shit's boring. Uh, I, yeah, I actually enjoyed it. I don't know why. I was uh, legitimately like, man, I'd like to read more. So. Cool. Very cool. Thank well, you, we will bro. read more next time. It's going to be 81 through 96 i'm very excited for that next week however of course we're putting on our dunce pieces oh. headed into the grand line we're going to be talking about chapters 56 through 68 of one piece and we're going to be finishing up the baratier arc correct oh yes we will be finishing the baratier right on and uh I'm... might be a nice little uh treat at the end of that so something might happen at the end of that thing Oh Ooh. my! Ooh, so excited! Well, color me intrigued, my friends. Uh, we'll have to see you all there next week in Dunce Peace. Uh, until then, thank you very much. Appreciate you. Leave a comment. Let's talk. You know what? I've never mentioned this. If you go over to our anchor page, you can leave us a voicemail, which we could potentially play in an episode if you guys want to get crazy. Someone oh, fucking do it. Be the guy. I would guy. love that. That's, I didn't know they could do that. What? <laughs> yep. Yep. You can leave a voicemail. You can find the link in, uh, in, our, in our motherfucking description box, motherfuckers. Is like Put a number you call? Uh, yeah, it's like through Anchor. It's through Anchor. Really? So. That's interesting. Um, but yeah. All right. We'll talk to you guys and gals and everybody else later. I love you. Take care. Good night, Later, everybody. Love you.